0: Hello friends, welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records. If you haven't yet, please head over to the From Within Records Big Cartel. Go pre-order a copy of Warn's Human Work LP. The Slime variant is sold out, but there is still uh, the Translucent slash Clear version available. So if you're interested, I highly recommend you go pre-order that before it sells out. Also next month, Payback Discography on CD. I'm so stoked on that. I can't wait to be able to purchase that. I love Payback, and I'm ready for a new CD in my car. Uh, Lately, I've been rocking the second mini album from Ua titled Curious, and it's great. It's just three tracks, but I'm, I'm ready to put in that payback discography cd and just rock out to that i love payback shout out to the one scene they're amazing also if you haven't had a chance to go watch the shackled live stream that they did with hate56 you can still head over to hate56 his youtube page and the live set is still up so go stream that go check it out get ready for new music from shackled shout out new jersey hardcore also roster posters are in shout out to look beyond press uh shout out Evan and zach so make sure if you are into posters you're vibing with the from within records roster go pick up a copy or go pick up a poster it's super sick design i'm definitely into it so please head over to the from within records big cartel and pick yourself up a roster poster And like I always say, if you're not following From Within Records on social media, head over to their Twitter and Instagram and hit that follow button so you can stay up to date on all the awesome news. And please support From Within Records because they support us. Awesome record label, real hardcore, and I just respect uh, Carter Holmes and everything that he does. On today's episode, we... I guess technically we never left Long Island. We talked to TJ Rolico on uh, the last episode. Awesome dude plays an amazing band. If you haven't yet, go back check out that check out that episode. But we stayed on Long Island and we just kind of traveled a little south. We tracked down Natalie and Michael. They play in this awesome band called Family Dinner, and I just l- love the music. I uh, connected with them on Twitter and I just went and checked out their profile went to their band camp and then eventually Spotify and I just love the music that they have created. I think it's super awesome and definitely something that I can just vibe out to uh, at any point in the day. and I really wanted to have them on because I wanted to know more about them because there's not that much out there you go search out interviews there's just like little snippets of you know comments. But I just wanted to have something a little more in-depth. I wanted to get to know them and share it with all of you because I think their band is seriously amazing. And I wish and I hope more people will start listening to them if you're not familiar after this episode. And also, another big reason I wanted to have them on is, as of this recording on Thursday, their EP, You're So Cool, drops tomorrow on February 12th which is Friday, and I just wanted to help promote the album and see them succeed. Family dinner, Long Beach, New York, seriously, such an awesome band. And talking to them and realizing that not only do they have an awesome band, they put out cool music. Natalie and Michael were just legit, genuine, awesome people. I had such a fun time talking to them, and I just uh, like their band even more now, knowing that they're great people so strap in this is definitely a fun one and i seriously hope you guys enjoy the conversation as much as i did so please without further ado welcome natalie and michael to the show And we're live. Welcome to the podcast, Michael and Natalie. How's it going?
1: Good. How are you?
0: dude. i'm I'm doing great. I was uh, you know telling you guys before we started recording that I'm super psyched to finally have you guys on the podcast. And uh, I'm just really happy that you guys were so down to do it because uh, typically, uh, the types of guests that I have on the podcast uh, you know normally come from, like hardcore bands and it's um and it's not my design yeah. it's just you know by chance so I, I get put into this box where people will describe what i do as like a a hardcore podcast but really i just do a, a normal podcast i just like to have on people who i think are interesting or i'm a fan of their art whether it be music photography whatever so i just am um, stoked that i reached out to you guys and like we have no, uh, you know, personal um, relationships, no mutual friends. So I was just really stoked that you guys were down to to come on my random podcast.
1: Absolutely, uh, well, I, I did. I did a little research and I, I saw that you mostly did like hardcore bands and stuff, and I thought that was rad because we I grew up a hardcore kid, just going to hardcore shows, and I obviously play in like we're like a pop rock band, but <laughs> but I saw like I listened to the, the Scott Vogel one and mm. uh, I listened to the Somerset Thrower one and. Yeah, I was yeah, I was really hyped. That oh, was so sounded cool. rad.
0: Thank you, thank you. I, I I definitely appreciate it. And yeah, and it's just like, it, like this whole thing started uh, with me just telling like um, random stories about like my week, and it was like I had no idea what I was doing, and then it just kind of <laughs> snowballed into just uh, this. Uh, you know, I had one guy on from uh, Harker Band shout out, I'm um, Antonio from Spine, and then it just kind of went from there, and it just kind of spiderwebbed out and. Um, yeah. So this is a crazy thing that I've been doing, but uh, seriously, thank you guys for, for being down to come on the podcast. And uh, you know, you mentioned you playing this uh, pop rock. I, I I describe you guys as indie. Is that fair?
1: Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. are
2: uh, A lot of different descriptions. Yeah.
1: Beach rock. Pop. <laughs> uh, uh, punk pop
2: <laughs> my favorite has been gorgeous fuzzy Grunge rockers that's, <laughs> that's the golden standard for me
0: now oh okay for sure and see like and for me it's always hard to describe um how like a a, a band with an interesting sound sounds like so I always just tell people I'm like okay there's this band that I really like you guys just got to go check them out and figure it out for yourself because i you know because obviously you, know, you guys have different sounds and i'm not trying to just like you know put you guys in one box so i, I always just uh you know just, just make it easy like hey just go go check out the music and uh, you know see what you guys think
1: hell yeah yeah i usually just go with rock and roll <laughs> that seems like a very simple and broad enough term
0: okay so i'm curious about you guys um like uh, your upbringing and like how you guys got into playing music can you guys talk about that
1: yeah uh i started playing in bands in like high school and and just i was always like either fronting a hardcore band or playing bass in a hardcore band or like a pop punk band or something like that and i was never i always wanted to play guitar but i was never good enough to play guitar and i just kept playing music i just kept practicing over and over again and Writing random riffs until I was comfortable enough to play guitar in a band. We, I'm sorry, go on.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I uh, learned guitar in high school. I like grew up loving all types of music, but I never really got great at guitar. Uh, always sang in the shower, but like never went farther than that. And then I always joke that I was discovered at the coffee shop I used to work at because this, uh, this older gentleman who worked on bikes and also happened to make music was like, hey, I like your talking voice. Do you sing? And I was just like, oh, sometimes in the shower. And then he had me come over and we laid down some tracks and we played a couple of open mics and then from there it just kept snowballing and then yeah
1: yeah when we started dating we started uh, a hardcore band together called cop sucker and then it turned into flesh prison and i was playing guitar in that and before that i was in like a like a surf punk band called butt sand and i i was, didn't want to sing anymore and i just wanted her to sing so she was singing our songs but She said she felt more comfortable, like screaming and yelling. So I was like, all right, so we'll just be a fucking hardcore band. Let's tune to drop C and just started writing heavy shit. And uh, we did that for a while. And then we just started jamming with my buddy Nick for uh, like a couple of months and wound up writing a few songs. And that's how this band family dinner came, came to be. Uh,
0: So I'm I'm just curious, um, which part of uh, New York are you guys from?
1: We're from Long Beach, New York.
0: Long, where is Long Beach? Because I'm not familiar with Long Beach, New York.
1: It's Long Island.
2: We're the farthest south you could go.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, Long Island. Wow. I yeah. I've talked to so many awesome people from Long Island. Like I, <laughs> yeah. I the the Long Island hardcore scene is amazing. are there, there, there's so Absolutely. many great. Bands. Shout out
1: Long Island hardcore. Hell <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: You know what's funny is I uh, so this is my second podcast of the day. I'm you know, kinda of peeling back the curtain. I actually just had on uh like the last guest was from Long or is um, from Long Island. He he plays in uh that band Koyo uh Oh hell
1: yeah, yeah. Koyo rules! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so. Uh, w- was it? Uh, oh, I can't, remember, I can't. I don't know. I can't remember his name.
0: It was. Um, I had on. Uh, he's the guitar player. His name's TJ.
1: Okay. All right. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. Koyo. Koyo's rad. I know. Uh, like uh, uh Harold from who plays in Koyo plays in Hangman. Okay. Off. Awesome Shout out to Hangman. Oh. Uh, who else? Uh i forget his i forget their name but the guy who sings in koyo he oh. plays
0: in typecast yeah it's uh, joey shiramonte yeah joey yeah yeah, yeah great yeah, great he, dude he's a really nice guy okay dude that, that's awesome long island okay i i literally had no idea but that that that's super sick seriously everybody that i've ever talked to from long island has been great so i'm super stoked to know that you guys are actually um you know from long island that's awesome hell
1: yeah, yeah yeah, yeah. they're there, uh, everybody from here is rad. Every every hardcore band from Long Island rules.
0: <laughs> okay, so I'm uh, curious. You, you guys uh, start this band, Family Dinner. I'm in love with the name. I think the name is super cool, super rad. Um, where did that come from?
2: <laughs> oh man, so um, how many years ago was it now? Like probably two. Yeah, about two years ago. Michael's family or his parents were in Florida for the winter. And so we just had a free house. So we set up all the band stuff in the basement and Michael and Nick were jamming and um, I would be in the kitchen, like cooking up pasta and shit and just listening to whatever they were doing down there. And then they would come up and we would all eat together. And then I'd go back down and just like lay down whatever uh, melodies I came up with while I was cooking. And we were trying to figure out a name for the band because, like, it was originally just me, Michael, Nick, and Sam. And we were just kickballing stuff around. Nothing was really sticking. And then one day Sam was like, oh, are we doing family dinner tonight? Referring to practice and food. And it stuck. (laughs)
1: Yeah. yeah, I was like that's it. That's the name.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. No, seriously. I I think that name is just super rad and Oh yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah, hell yeah. Um so I've uh obviously uh, listened to everything that you guys have on uh, you know Bandcamp and Spotify. But it, it it seems like, you know, uh you know, based off the the, the Bandcamp, the first release was uh back in 2018 and it yeah. uh, you know, it just seemed like you guys were just like kind of slowly moving along. Like we we got that one track that year and then the following year we got the the, the two tracks uh, august 14th and stagnant and then uh 2020 comes along we get one track and then here we are 2021 um we're you know on the uh you know a couple days away from the release of the ep you guys released a new single i'm just curious uh are you guys just uh you know taking your time when it comes to the music or are you guys just like super part-time? Cause uh, you know, I'm going back to 2018. I, I really enjoyed that track and I, I'm a newer fan, so I can not imagine what it would have been like if I was there from day one and having to wait so long to get new music out of you guys.
1: Yeah. We were constantly playing shows like 2018, 2019, uh, beginning of 2020, we were just constantly playing and uh, yeah, we were pretty much, we were taking our time, putting stuff out, uh, with this EP that we have coming out on February twelfth, we were really taking our time with it, and uh, we put as much work as we could into these four songs. And we were kind of shopping it around, trying to see who would want to put it out, if anything. And then the whole pandemic happened, and we were like, oh, "Fuck it, let's just put it out ourselves." Like, why are we waiting around? We, you know, we have we're sitting on these songs. Let's just put it out. And that's pretty much what it came down to. And we're working on a bunch of new songs now. We have a whole shit ton of songs now that we just want to record and get out and put it out when the when the time's ready.
0: Okay, so I I kind of want to build up to the EP. Um, yeah. You know, since there's there's uh, not a lot of material to cover, I was wondering if we could uh, you know uh, break down each track and l- leading up to the EP if that's okay with you guys.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. So. Uh, just want to start off with uh pigeons i was uh you know uh really you know i that was the first track that i i listened to after i you know got into you guys with um you know you're so cool so i went back and i was like i gotta do do my research and uh, listen to everything that they have and i I was just curious if you can break down um this track
2: yeah so um (laughs) lyrically this is kind of a silly concept for the song but um we were very drunk waiting in jamaica station for a train one night and i couldn't even we were arguing about like whether the pigeons were able to make nests in like specific spots because the spikes were up in one place and then not in others it was just absolutely ridiculous and um I thought it would be funny to write a song that like dramatized a really dumb argument and made it sound like it was a big deal when it <laughs> wasn't. That's I've al- never had to explain that out loud before. <laughs> That's
0: awesome. Uh, h- how long did that argument go for? How long did you have to wait for that train? Someone's oh, until we got home.
2: Like,
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, we were. I don't remember. We were definitely coming home from a show, and we were waiting for our train in Jamaica Station, and it was. It wasn't like I guess you could say it was intense cuz it was like the entire train ride we were talking about it but mm-hmm. there was no malice behind the argument we were just I was just like I was just like the pigeons could totally build a fucking uh a stable environment up there all right they don't want them going over there because it interferes with the the subways <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, but by the time you got home, did you guys come to an agreement, or were you guys absolutely not? not?
1: No agreements were made. Okay, that's awesome.
0: And do you guys still take that train? Do you guys ever like revisit that?
1: Uh, We haven't taken the train since like the pandemic happened. We live we live like forty five minutes from Manhattan, like it's just a straight shot train train ride. But since the pandemic happened and everything, and we just. I really haven't left it anywhere. But (laughs) Um, I will
2: say every time after that happened that I was in a Jamaica station or any time I saw anti-pigeon architecture, (laughs) I always (laughs) think of that argument and try to think of new points to bring home (laughs) and yell about.
0: That's awesome. And I'm I'm curious about the artwork, uh, the... The, oh, yeah. <laughs> the pigeon's head seems like way bigger than it should be. Um, I, I, I'm curious if you guys can just talk about that. And it, it was done by uh, Mike Worth.
1: Yeah, my my cousin Mike did it, and uh, he he's he lives in oh, it, uh, North Carolina. Yeah. yeah, he lives in North Carolina, and he's uh, he's an art teacher, a graphic like a graphic design teacher, and he's also a muralist. Like he does like all like like the The businesses down in North Carolina where he lives, he does like spray paints, like all these crazy giant murals there. He's done giant murals in Miami and like California, like all over. And I asked him to do art for us and he came up with this like Jesus Christ pigeon (laughs) idea. Mm -hmm. And he put like the pigeon head. He originally had like the, the sacred heart as like a piece of pizza. With like the Mercedes logo above it, okay. <laughs> and uh, like the uh, like the hood ornament, and we were kind of like, I think that's a little much, man. Like, <laughs> I think it's a little too internet for us.
2: <laughs> and like too Long Island pizza pop punk.
1: Yeah, we were like, we don't want to be those people where everyone, ever, their entire personality revolves around pizza and <laughs> and shit.
0: Yeah, and like when you look at the art, like yeah, I, I could take everything serious, but then it's just like the pigeon's head's just so
3: big.
1: <laughs> I, th- I never thought that because I'm yeah. just like, I, I guess I've never seen a, a human-sized pigeon before. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> pigeon Christ Superstar. Yeah,
1: right? Pigeon Christ Superstars. What we've we been calling them.
0: Okay, so you you mentioned that um, you guys were uh, staying busy playing shows. Um, how many songs were you guys actually playing live? Because uh, you know at the time 2018, oh. you guys only had the one track up
1: yeah we were we were probably playing like eight or nine songs like we we had oh, all wow. like our like our EP. we had our ep written at that time and so we were playing the ep that's coming out and we were playing that song and like the two singles that came after that so we were playing like those six songs and then we would do like a cover a cover here here or there and then we have other songs like we were like the second the second the two singles that came out after Pigeons was supposed to be uh, like a three song EP, but we never went, we never wound up finishing recording the third song. So we're still sitting on that one for, for a while.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Dang. That's wild that you were playing literally everything you guys have. And yeah, <laughs> well, was, was it weird um, playing the EP so early on before it was even released?
1: Uh, not really. Cause where we played, we would play at, like, this local bar in Long Beach or in Brooklyn at, like, St. Vitus wherever, and, like, the same people would keep keep coming, sh- coming up and showing up. And I guess the songs are catchy enough to where people, like, knew the songs and we didn't even have them recorded yet. So that was pretty wild. I think that was probably the coolest part.
2: And it, like, created some anticipation for them to actually be recorded so they could just be listened to anytime instead of having to go to a show to hear it every time.
0: Yeah. I, I feel like if, if I was there hearing all these songs, I, I'd be like puzzles. Like, like how do they have so many songs, but nothing recorded?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. That And like, not necessarily knowing who to go to, to, to record them and stuff. And Nick, our drummer, he has had a relationship with Brett who did our EP and so he was just like we need to go to brett let's just have him do the ep and that was it sorry that was our that was the cat oh, that's fine <laughs> um
0: yeah you know I, I was eventually gonna ask you uh about brett uh because i uh, went and uh, you know did some research and uh looked up uh some of the bands that he's recorded and worked with and i was like man this guy is like a, a crazy list of bands that that he's worked with like you know uh he, he worked on like the latest uh, brand new record uh he, he recorded that band heart attack man which i think uh, they're amazing um so I, I was just like really curious like how you guys got linked up with him
1: uh nick nick's old band uh did their ep with him uh he was in that band bellwether mm-hmm. that uh harry from regulate and trail eyes was in mm-hmm. and so nick who knew him through that and uh, he Brett also recorded Nick's like solo project that he had this like solo project that he had, and so Nick just already knew, Nick just already knew him, and he introduced us at introduced us at shows that we went to. Whether we saw like Crime Stereo or we went and saw Heart Attack Man play with Seaway, and Nick is friends with the guys in Seaway too. Okay, and so we met Brett there, and we were just, just started hanging out with him, and he sent him. Oh, he sent him pigeons. Like when we were recording Pigeons, he sent him that song. And Brett was just like, If you guys need to come to to here, to barber shop, like we need to do songs together. So <laughs> that's how we pretty much got linked up with him.
0: Yeah, and he's worked with you guys on every release, right?
1: Uh he just the EP. Uh our buddy TJ recorded the uh pigeons and the two singles, uh, August 14th and Stagnant. He was in a band, uh, Men, Women and Children, and he plays in the band These People now. And he uh, is partners with Daryl Palumbo and they record a bunch of awesome bands together and different artists.
0: Hell yeah. That's awesome. And, uh, were you guys stoked to be able to work with somebody, uh, you know, who's like so talented, um, you know, so early on in your guys's career. Cause you know, sometimes people will just go to some like random studio with like, you know, not even like a real producer or whatever, but you know, it seems like you guys got like a pretty sweet deal.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was definitely sure. super cool.
1: Yeah. Like, uh, I remember like having my high school girlfriend drive me to the FYE to buy like the, I Am the avalanche record when it came out and like, Going to see him with Crime and Stereo and all these other bands. Like he's from Florida, but he plays in all these amazing Long Island <laughs> bands. <Yeah. laughs> and so I was, yeah, I was really hyped to be able to like spend the weekends with him and hang out and record. And he definitely made the recording process fun. Like I never enjoyed recording anything. I hated recording like all the time. I just wanted to play shows. Recording was just like a pain in the ass to me. And he he made me enjoy it. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. That's awesome to hear. Okay, so moving on to the second release, um, if you can break down August 14th.
2: All right, so August 14th is about me and Michael. So basically, (laughs) we met in the ocean, and that tells the story of that. And um, it was a long, long way to get where we are now, but here we are.
0: Did you guys literally meet in the ocean
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: me me and me and Nick were at the beach together, and we were in the ocean we were pretty pretty messed up, just hanging out in the ocean, just having a good time, and he was like. Hey, don't we know that girl over there? I was like, yeah, I think I know her. And I was just like, I'm, I was like, I'm pretty sure her name's Natalie. And I was just like, yo, Natalie.
2: <laughs> and I was peeing. So I was like, Oh fuck, <laughs> let me swim away from this, <laughs> this <laughs> warm.
1: Yeah, and we were like swimming towards her <laughs> and just started spitting game. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: okay. that That's awesome. That's cool. just, you know, just yeah. <laughs> random chance encounter. I love hearing stories like that. Cause obviously, you know, uh, this day and age, uh, uh, people like to use those uh, dating apps, which is fine. You know, do what you like, but yeah. uh, but I love <laughs> you hearing you know a story like that where you guys uh, meet in person. I I think that's way more romantic than a swipe yeah. right.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: hell yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Think,
1: yeah, like I've definitely definitely done the uh, the online thing. It's definitely different, but I guess the chance in person encounters are definitely way more. I don't know the word I'm looking
3: for. Is. <laughs> yeah, I don't agree.
1: want to stable because that seems disrespectful to these people who find like their wives and shit on the internet. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I it, know. yeah it, it it can happen, but I feel like I'm a little more old fashioned. I feel like I've watched like way too many rom coms and I, I, I like yeah, yeah, stories, same. yeah,
3: exactly. Yeah, my
2: hopeless romantic ass never went on any of those dating apps
0: yeah and look look where you ended up that's cool uh, <laughs> random day at the beach and you guys met and that's awesome that's cool
3: this idiot
2: <laughs>
3: that's
0: awesome. Yeah. so um, you michael you said you kind of knew that girl um did you guys have like any like you know a relationship we were with on heart? the
1: same volleyball team but we were dating different people at the time so we didn't really interact with one another except mm-hmm. for like I, like uh like bump set spike <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on the beach that was about it Never. Or,
2: i had it why the fuck did you jump in front of me
1: oh yeah <laughs> yeah something like that and it never really spoke to each other or interacted beyond that and then uh life goes on and then we were at the beach and and nick was like i think that's that girl on our volleyball team and i was like yeah it is <laughs> what's up <laughs>
0: That's awesome. Hell yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm super stoked to, to, to hear about that. that. That, that, that's a great story. Okay. And, uh, the next track, uh, stagnant, um, which is an awesome song. I, I really enjoyed that, that acoustic video that you guys did. I I've noticed. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, where was that setting? at? Cause I, I thought that looked kind of cool with like the little fire pit and there's like these like big, like bush things behind you guys.
2: Oh, so it was the, uh, the live thing Yeah, right out east somewhere. I forget where exactly it was but we drove into Bumblefuck and it was an
1: airbnb I do know that yes. yeah the guys who like the guys who were doing it had like a whole schedule of artists
0: okay that
1: they were doing like the original singer of taking back sunday was like right before us and like all these other random bands they were doing like two songs like like you had like 30 min everybody had like 30 minutes and we were showing up in increments
2: and it was really funny because they had all of these like serious ass musicians. And then we just rock up with like a 30 rack of Budweiser. Like, yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah what's up guys. You ready to
1: hang
0: out. <laughs> That's crazy. I, I feel like I'd be kind of nervous if I knew that, like I had like only like a set amount of time because there was like this whole schedule going, uh, yeah. cause like, you know, you, you don't really get a, like you know, too many chances for like do overs. Was, was that, like, was that all just the- like one <laughs> take? <laughs>
1: That's why you drink thirty Budweisers before you do. <laughs>
0: Are you guys like more more comfortable when you're uh, you have a little drinks in you?
1: I, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, uh, what is it? We uh, we found like the house that we were doing it in. They had like a Ouija board there. It was oh. just, like a pretty nice house. They had a Ouija board, but it's like we all showed up,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and Sam's not playing bass, so he's just kind of sitting there. Uh, so we did. We played August Fourteenth, and then we did Stagnant. They only released the the Stagnant video. So in the August 14th video, I got to email them to see if I can get it because it's just... It's just Sam's just sitting there. Our bass player just sitting there with the Ouija board
2: <laughs> for <laughs> <Wow>. no
1: reason. <laughs>
0: yeah. That sounds funny. Yeah, no, you, you should hit them up because I would, because uh, I was curious if you guys um, recorded any other songs besides Stagnant, but to hear that you guys did August 14th, I, w- I, w- I would love to hear that and see that video and see him holding the Ouija board. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, we, we, we uh, Nick kept going like, uh, like we're, like we're trying, we're, t- we're, we're trying to, get in contact with Osama bin Laden <laughs> and I was like I was like that's the wrong guy to contact, man. We gotta contact somebody cooler.
0: That's crazy. I'm do you guys believe in like the paranormal?
1: Oh, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Okay.
0: Yeah. See, I do too. And I've um, played the Ouija board like twice in my life and it's just too creepy and I don't really want to mess around with like, you know, letting spirits in and stuff. So yeah, well, whenever there's one near, I'm like, okay, I got to stay away. I don't really want to mess with that stuff.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. I've, I've definitely had a bad time with the Ouija board that made me believe it even more. And I was like, yeah, i never doing that again. <laughs> I don't want to do that anymore.
0: I'm. I'm curious. Can you tell the story?
1: It's. We, it was like a Fourth of July party, and it was like I was. I used to work for Billabong, the surfing company, and I was fairly new to the company, and all these. And it's like all these people were doing it, and it was like they were talking to like my dead grandmother and grandfather, and like we were asking questions that only I would know the answer to. Mm-hmm. And then like I eventually I like took my hands off it and they kept asking questions and they were like giving the actual answers and it's like I've only known these people for like a few weeks, like maybe like a few months, and there was no way they could know any of this stuff and I was just like this is way too it was a very sobering moment on the Fourth of July mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah after uh, a few hours of drinking and hanging out in the sun and in the pool, I was very sober after that <laughs> I was like yeah, no, that's, I don't, I don't like this anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. That stuff's crazy, man. My, my friends and I, we, we used to be like, uh, amateur ghost hunters back in the day. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we used to, uh, love, uh, uh, you know, that show ghost adventures. And, uh, we would, we would literally go out to like our, our local cemetery and like hang out at like, you know, two in the morning, uh, just to try to see if we could get any activity. And we had this buddy, uh, his, his girlfriend's parents' house and, and and they had this room that they called the, the toy room because they used to, that's where they would store all these like old toys. But before that, um, but before my buddy's girlfriend's parents got the house, um, it was was like a family house, but, but before they started living in there, um, the the mom's sister used to live there and she would do like black magic in that toy room so um that room was like like haunted and th- we would always like hear stories about it just like hanging out or whatever and um i was always skeptical but uh, they invited me over one time, They're like, hey, like, you know, like, you're skeptical, like, come check it out. So I was like, all right, this is this is crazy. Like, let's go. I'm down. And it was like, the weirdest thing it was the only time I've ever experienced anything like this, like, like, the second I stepped, like, you know, through like the doorway, it, like, there's like this like weird, like heaviness. And um and like it was so stupid we had these like night vision goggles that we got it was like a pre-order um item that you got with like call of duty or something so like it, it <laughs> wasn't even like i you know like legit <laughs> night vision goggles so like we're using like, these call of duty like night vision goggles to try to see stuff uh we didn't see anything but that house was haunted because like we'd be watching like um we would have like weekly um like m- remember that show community
3: Oh, absolutely! Yeah. Hell
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, we, like um, you know, like Tuesday or whatever, whenever it aired, like we'd all go over and watch it, and like um, randomly, like we'd all be in the living room watching, and then like in the kitchen, um, like the sink would just turn on, or like uh, you know, the cupboards would fly open. So the place was definitely haunted, um, but the toy room didn't really experience anything. But, um, yeah, we, we used to go out and, like, seek out, like, you know, s- s- like, stuff at the cemetery. And it was fun. Um, and um, I, like, you know, was really into it. But I gave up once I, like, experienced, like, seep- uh, sleep paralysis. I don't know if you guys ever gone through oh, that.
1: Hell oh, hell yeah. dude, yeah. Jesus. Oh, man.
0: Yeah. So uh, so that, that, you know, and sometimes they, like, link that to, like, you know, demons or whatever. So, really? Yeah. So, so like, once that, that happened to me, I was like, okay, cool. I need to stop. Because like, that,
1: that summer that, that, that happened to me, I had sleep paralysis every day. Oh wow! For a, for a week straight.
0: Yeah, yeah. Th- I did
1: some research and I found that like you're more prone to have it if you're sleeping on your back, and like I want to sleep on my back, mm-hmm. but I don't anymore because I hate sleep paralysis so much. Like I, I've had very distinct, like like each night, seven nights, like in a row, a very distinct experience with like the same whatever it was. Yeah. Like whether like the doors being like. Flown open and they throw me down the stairs. And as soon as I hit the wall, I like woke up in my bed or it felt like somebody was like in my ear giggling and like kissing up on my cheek while I was Mm. trying to like wake up and I couldn't. Yeah. I, yeah, it sucks.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, as as soon as like the first time it happened, um, like I was like, okay, cool. Like I, I know what this is. I was like, I'm done. Cause like my biggest fear was like having something from like the cemetery or whatever haunted place we were at, like follow me home and you know and then my life turned into like a horror movie so i was just like all right cool like (laughs) i'm I'm, I'm gonna quit while i'm ahead so i can try to um, live okay but but yeah that that's crazy to hear that you started getting sleep paralysis after like that whole ouija board incident
1: yeah like it was definitely it was definitely the same summer that that happened and uh, like there's like another like our the of my grandmother's house was definitely haunted Mm -hmm. like uh my dad told me about like when they first my dad's from queens and when they, it was him, it's him, his, his mom, his sister and his uncle. And they moved when they moved to long beach, when he, like after he graduated high school, they moved into this house. And my, my dad and my aunt were trying to like, kept seeing like, and like an, like an apparition, like a ghost. And they kept telling like my grandmother, like, like, dude, there's this house is haunted. We see this guy walking around, like you just see the outline of him. And, he like messes with my clock and shit and he opens doors and stuff. And my grandmother's like, no, no, you don't know what you're talking about. You're crazy. Like not, this house isn't haunted at all. And then like when, when they, when they got older, when like, you know, when I was probably like just like a child, my dad, my, like my mom woke up and when I was like a baby and like saw like the guy standing over me and my dad told my grandmother and my grandmother finally admitted like, yeah, I know. Like I saw him too. <laughs> like I saw him the first day as soon as we moved in. But when you guys were kids, and I was like, I, I can't tell them. I can't say yes. <laughs> no, that there's a ghost here.
0: <laughs> That's crazy. And you guys just continued living there.
1: Well, I yeah, we li- I we, I lived there. When, like when I was like a baby until we moved into uh, a different house. And and but like my dad lived there for for years after like from like high school to his to like early 30s and he would yeah like he would wake up in the middle of the night and like see his clock like the numbers just moving like constantly um, or like opening windows or he would just see him like walking up the stairs
0: that's wild i don't even know how how they continue to live there because i would be too freaked out if I, as soon as i saw my clock going like you know, spinning crazy I'm like, all right we got to go let's pack
1: it up yeah we got we Back up, I'll go somewhere else, man. I guess he was ne- he was never harming anybody or anything like that. So I guess they were like, yeah, we're we're good. <laughs> as weird. long as he's not like trying to stab me in my sleep, I'm okay.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Natalie, you, you said you experienced sleep paralysis before?
2: Yes, I have. Um I was probably in high school. I think it was brought on by like a fever, because I woke up very sick that day. Like I stayed home from school um but yeah so i jolted awake and like i felt this pressure on my chest and i like couldn't see it because it was like right there but there was definitely something black sitting on me and i was only able to move my eyes and i don't know if you know that like classic pink floyd the wall poster with like the screaming guy
3: mm mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So my eyes shifted to that poster and he like popped out at me and like went in and out a couple of times that scared the shit out of me. And then my door like flew open and that's when I like jolted and then it was over, but it was terrifying. You like feel like you can't breathe. Hmm.
0: Yeah, no, I, I I definitely remember that the, the one and only time I I ever had it and it it, it was like super, it was like scary because I was um, uh, sleeping over at like um, my girlfriend at the time's house and I woke up and my legs were doing like this weird like snake motion. And (laughs) yeah, and I don't know, maybe it was my mind playing tricks on me, but that's how I woke up. That's what woke me up is my legs doing like that weird snake motion. And I was like, what the hell is going on? And then I tried to like sit up, but I couldn't. Cause like, you know, there was like something sitting on my chest or somebody holding me down and I was like, Oh shit, this is it. this it, It's happening. And I was trying so hard to roll over to like grab my uh, girlfriend at the time. Her name was, uh, her name was Nicole. And I was like, I was trying so hard to to roll over to grab her and it felt like it was going on for like, like 10 minutes, but I don't even know how long it actually was. But finally I was able to roll over, roll over and I grabbed her and I woke her, I, I like woke her up and she's like, what's going on? Like, what are you doing? and i felt so stupid and embarrassed and i was like oh i was like it's nothing just just go back to bed cuz i i i couldn't explain it to her like in the yeah. moment cuz i was <laughs> like okay i'm going to sound like a fucking weirdo a crazy person so i was like all right i was like i'm just going to keep it to myself but like after that i was just like D- done i told all my friends i was like hey i was like i'm i'm done ghost hunting i, I don't want to <laughs> don't want to go to the cemetery anymore like it, it's it's getting too too intense you know
2: did you like try to talk or anything because i do remember trying to scream and nothing yeah
0: i i was trying to scream her name and nothing nothing came out i just felt like i was just stuck and it was like the it was like the weirdest feeling i felt so helpless and it was it was really scary
2: yeah
1: one of the times that i had sleep paralysis it was when we had an apartment together we were like our old apartment and uh i had like this sleep paralysis and whatever it was, it, like, it kind, I kind of, like, got, got, like, thrown off the bed. And I was, like, on the floor, and she, Natalie, woke up, and she was, like, on, like, her, hand, on her hands and knees, like, on the bed, like, like, what's going on? Are you okay? Like, what happened? And whatever it was, was, like, behind her and jumped. And then, like, as it jumped, it, like, went into her and, like, took her over. And then she, then Natalie like came at me, and like in like this weird voice was just like in my face, like I know what you're feeling, I know what you're feeling, I know what you're feeling, and kept like repeating that. And then I woke up, and she's just passed out next to me, and I was like, what the fuck just happened?
0: <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That sounds so scary. Holy crap. Yeah. No, it yeah. sucks,
1: man. I hate it. Yeah. It yeah. happens. It, it hasn't happened in a while. And now that I say that it's probably going to happen
0: to me very soon. I know <laughs> we're, we're just bringing it all. We're all going to experience <laughs> yeah. it again. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not. Yeah. Hopefully not. Um, but okay. So finally moving on to, to stag. <laughs> <then>. <laughs> yeah. I can sleep. I can talk about the paranormal all day. <laughs> oh, okay. We'll, we'll circle back to it.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, Awesome track. I I I think that uh, this is like one of my more favorite tracks. So I'm curious if you can just uh, break this one down. For Stagnant? Yeah.
2: All right. So Stagnant was actually a song that I didn't really have lyrics to until like we were recording together. I had an idea for it, like for the theme of it, which was kind of like disappointment and being melancholy. Um, I can't say that I had like a specific person or thing in mind when I was writing down the lyrics to that song, but mostly just a feeling when you're like disappointed in someone
3: uh-huh. okay
1: and, and, and like uh instrumental wise it's like it's that i I mentioned I played in a band called Buttsand that was like an old buttsand song that I just reworked and didn't put fuzz on. And we threw like the acoustic guitar and stuff like that on it.
0: So I'm uh, curious, uh, you know, you mentioned Natalie, that you didn't have lyrics written at the time when you're going to record. Uh, where do you get your inspiration from when you write these lyrics? And was it hard for you to come up with those on the spot?
2: Um, Not really because I work very well under pressure. Mm-hmm. And I think from like when we recorded August 14th, I had like a whole slew of lyrics for that song that like we actually got rid of because it would flow better that way. So at that point I was like traumatized and didn't want to actually write lyrics until like the song was completely finalized so that I wouldn't have to like cut any of the things that I intentionally put down Mm -hmm. out there. But um, I think I I write well when I'm under pressure because I usually have like the idea in my head before and a lot of words and phrases like bouncing around. And then once I sit down there and I'm like, I have to do this right now. Like it just kind of comes to fruition.
0: Okay. Hell yeah. And I'm, I'm curious about the, the cover art. I'm, I'm guessing is that you Natalie's a uh, little girl or. Yeah we, don't, I don't get it. <laughs>
2: yeah. we have the Polaroid. That's my first selfie
0: oh wow oh so you, that that's crazy how old is that polaroid that's wild
2: <laughs> i think it has the year on it right i don't know it's on the bottom or no hold on oh maybe not actually yeah but that's it yeah <laughs> oh,
0: <wow>. that's cool <laughs> I, i'm so that you guys just have that on hand to to show that's uh, that's super sick
2: i think i was like probably three years old yeah. maybe
0: four that's fine. And I'm I'm curious, why'd you guys decide to go with um, that Polaroid for the cover art?
2: I think,
1: I think it was Nick's idea. I think we were going through, like, we were at her parents' house and we were, uh, we, we originally have this photo of her dad who's this big deadhead, And he's, yeah. he's like, a, he's a, he's a psycho. He's a maniac. I love the guy. He's a maniac though. And he's just, it's like an old photo of him with like a, like a grateful dead shirt on. And
2: Tie-dye and, overalls. tie-dye and overalls
1: and he's got a, like he's he's got he's got like a nine millimeter in his hand for no reason in the kitchen and we were going to call the release like peace love and guns and we were going to use that as the artwork and then i think we sent like a photo to like the group chat of this one of natalie and nick was like was like peace love and guns has nothing to do with the songs so let's just use that photo of natalie <laughs> so we're like yeah all right that works
0: that's cool Um, and is it weird just to have the Polaroid just loose just um, in your guys' place because I feel like that you know uh, should be kept somewhere special especially since it's you know now part of your guys' band
2: (laughs) yeah so um, we actually have a little setup right now in our living room area with um, Christmas lights Mm -hmm. we have a bunch of clothes pins hanging up Polaroids so that ended up in that mix but Who knows? Maybe I'll frame it or something. Here's that
1: picture of her dad.
0: (laughs) Uh, The sunglasses and that mustache. That's wild.
1: Yeah. He looks like uh, our buddy. was like, he looks like big Dick Dudley from the Dudley brothers, like ECW Mm -hmm. (laughs) wrestling days. Okay.
0: That's awesome. Okay. Um, And earlier you mentioned that this was supposed to be a a, a three song release. Uh, So uh, that, that third song that never got recorded or do you guys just kind of sitting on it? Will it ever get recorded?
1: Oh, Absolutely. We started we started reworking it uh, when we were recording it with TJ we were we recorded the song and he wanted to change some stuff that we weren't willing to uh, compromise I guess mm-hmm. and so he was like if you're gonna release it I, I don't want I don't want my name part of it <laughs> and we were like all right well uh, it's not done so we'll just kind of sit on it and we'll we'll wait. And we've definitely have grown since then, like like the like the songs on the EP are not necessarily a hundred percent the way they were when we wrote them. So we were like, let's just sit on that track and we'll figure out a home for it later on.
2: And like our sound is constantly evolving because these new songs that we are constantly uh, working on don't necessarily have the same sound as this EP.
0: And is that strange for you guys? Because obviously we're like days away from the EB coming out. And I feel like a lot of people are going to be exposed to you guys for the first time. And then they're going to hear that sound. And if you guys are already working on new songs that sound completely different, is that like strange or is that just you guys progressing as a band?
2: I wouldn't even say completely different, but it's just like more evolved and like more of us getting comfortable with like our own sound. Mm Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah,
1: like uh, like a lot of our stuff as it can be described as like a, like an indie rock type stuff, and then we definitely have like on this these new these whole batch of new songs that we're working on. You definitely have like a song or two that's remnant of like the the songs on the EP, but then there's also like like a very dancey kind of track or like a goth sounding song, and just uh, yeah, just kind of moving forward. Uh, a little bit, you know, still, still the same, but just trying to develop the sound a little bit
2: more and stay out of a box.
3: Yeah.
0: Okay. One thing that I'm always curious about, cause obviously, um, you know, you guys listen to hardcore, you guys go to hardcore shows, uh, do you ever want to play those kinds of shows? Cause I know there's, um, you know, there's certain bands um, that aren't, you know, traditionally hardcore, but get championed by the scene. And then they're playing these mixed bills. Yeah. Is that something you guys would be open to?
2: Absolutely. That's yeah, that's re-
1: Yeah. That's like, that's like I always, I always say that is like growing up going to hardcore shows. There was always like the one indie band on the bill that everybody loved and went just as hard for that band that they did for every other hardcore band. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Uh, Like the guy, like a couple of the guys in that and Somerset Thrower were in a band called or band agent. And they, you wouldn't necessarily call them a hardcore band, but like, you know, they played with like Backtrack and Capital and Blacklisted and all these other bands and people were diving just as hard, moshing just as hard for, for that band as you know going nuts just as for any other band. And I was like, even when I was like 13, 14 going to those shows, I was like, I want to be in that band. I want to be in like that one indie band. That's that all the hardcore kids dig.
0: Okay. Hell yeah. No, I I think it's cool. Cause I, I feel like, um, you know, obviously, uh, we all love music and we all have different tastes. And I, I always think it's cool when there's like that one band that, uh, you know, uh, stands out with their sound. Cause they sound way different than the other bands. And I feel like it's like a kind of like a cool hack because I feel like there's, uh, like, special attention put on it because they're like oh cool like why is this band on the bill um yeah. i, I want to check them out and, and you know I, I i just think it's a it's always a cool thing and i i love it when bands cross over and are willing to play those types of shows because obviously um you know bands that aren't you know traditionally hardcore uh will play uh you know to, to a different crowd but when uh when they come to a hardcore show it's like like just like they, they still get the same love but the vibe is like way more intense you know
3: yeah absolutely
1: like like that's the new somerset thrower record like they have fucking tom sheen on that record that's awesome mm-hmm. <laughs> that's one of the coolest uh, you know that's just <laughs> long Island hardcore new york hardcore on uh, them and i wouldn't necessarily call them a hardcore band i wouldn't necessarily call like Koyo a hardcore band but they're you know you 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 get that name because they're associated with the scene they've they've been in there you know they've been in that scene they've put the time in done their work you wouldn't say the music is necessarily a hardcore at least i wouldn't
3: mm-hmm.
1: but th- you get you get that name through being part of the scene and you know whether or not they sound hardcore or not they're you know they're, they're a hardcore band <laughs>
0: <laughs> and i'm curious when you guys were playing those strings of, of, of shows in the early days did you guys ever make it onto like a mixed bill like that
1: uh we we always played with our buddies band who was they were a hardcore band this band american slobs we always played with them uh we played i i don't really know what do we
2: there was a oh, wait, no, that's
1: we played with victory garden who like oh, awesome like old, old capital mm-hmm. and uh hangman and backtrack dudes so we we played with them and uh yeah we never really got to got there yet i guess but we definitely played with like uh like one of those like long island hardcore adjacent adjacent bands you would say
0: we gotta get you guys down to uh, shakers pub right oh
1: yeah
2: oh,
3: oh my yeah. god <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: oh dude yeah that place
2: <laughs> we played in a uh, cop sucker and flesh prison there
1: yeah well, we were in like a, a hardcore band together we we played with somerset thrower and like uh this band, Perfect World, we played with them there.
0: Okay, I uh, I, I know Perfect World. I, I had the singer on uh, Chad a, a couple like I think a month. Oh, right had, on, yeah, they're cool ones. as yeah. hell. Yeah,
1: we played with them. We did like the, the This Is Hell uh, reunion shows with uh, World Demise. Uh, that was super cool.
3: Hell but, yeah.
0: yeah,
1: Shakers Pub. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Okay,
0: for sure. Hell yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad that you guys are open to, to that because I, I think you guys uh, would easily fit in because obviously, you know, you, you guys have the roots and then I know there's definitely hardcore kids who would love your guys' band.
1: Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely. I hope so.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, so finally moving on to, to the EP. I'm uh, so curious about the title track. I love the music video. I, I, I always think it's super cool when bands take that extra step to do music video. Uh, because that's what i grew up on you know watching uh, mtv btvh1 uh, so yep. I, I always um loved seeing music videos for songs that i liked so the, the fact that you guys went that extra step i thought was cool um if, if you can talk about like what it was like shooting the music video and like what that concept was cuz i I'm, I'm just like super curious
2: so the concept behind the song is just a couple committing a murder together and just being on the run and really the core definition of a ride or die so for this music video obviously we or i took you're so cool from the movie true romance so i really wanted that vibe for the music video and i think we really got that we had an amazing director and filmer christian Fleshman and his buddy stam who also did filming we just had a great time
1: yeah Seventy-two hours of just hanging out, having a good time. <laughs>
2: yeah, there were uh, three pounds of feathers used for that music video. I can't <laughs> imagine how many fucking feathers that was.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a lot. I'm, so I'm, I'm curious about the locations. Uh, uh, were you guys in like a hotel or like some sort of motel?
3: Yeah,
1: that was the Comac Motor Inn because it has a heart-shaped jacuzzi tub, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and uh, when we were like we were putting together the music video like ideas before the pandemic happened and then pandemic happened. And we were like, all right, well, we were going to have like a bunch of people originally in the video, but then we we're like, Well, oh, we can't do that now. So let's just keep it to the band and we'll have Christian and his buddy who are filming and that's it. And we'll just spend the weekend uh, working on it. And I remember we called come like the Comac motor in, which is like, a- it's a pay by the hour type place. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a pay by the hour type place and Comac is like a solid fifty minutes an hour away from us and they were uh, we called them up and we're like, Hey, are you guys still are you guys still open or anything? and they're like, We never closed. <laughs> I'm like, oh, all right, cool. <laughs> and so can we get like the heart shaped jacuzzi room? And they're like, How long do you want I think we, we paid I think we paid for the night. It was like I think for four hours it was like eighty bucks and then it was like a, a buck twenty five for the night. And I think we just paid for the night because we didn't know how long we were going to be there or, or what we were going to do. And so we just we did that. And we spent we spent a quite a long time there.
2: Yeah, we were there probably like six hours. Well, I yeah,
1: say. I think. Yeah, I think about six hours. And that was the, the first night we shot. And like where the, like the live scenes are it was in our buddy. Brendan's uh warehouse he owns like a a guitar shop around here Mm -hmm. he does like a lot of online sales and he started uh renting this warehouse and he like he only had before he had like all of his merchandise in there he let us use the warehouse for the weekend
2: shout out to safe haven music
1: yeah that was that was a lot of fun
0: Hmm. so one like prop that I was curious about is the rug do you guys still have the rug
1: yeah. Yeah. It's outside of Nick and Nick and Sam live together. Uh, all these promo, we took these promo photos and at his house and we would play house shows there. We call it Troy Manor. Cause it's on Troy Avenue and Atlantic beach mm-hmm. and it's outside. <laughs> it's outside
0: uh, their front door. That's awesome. Cause I, I, I look at that. And I'm like, dude, that's so cool. Like, I, I don't know why that sticks <laughs> out to me, but I, when I saw that rug, I was like, dude, that's the coolest thing ever. I think
1: that was Christian's idea. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that was Christian's idea. It was like it was like, "Hey, let's we were he was trying to come up with like an opening shot." And he was like, "Can you make a, a rug with like your band name on it?"
2: Oh, wait, were you talking about the rug in front of the drums or the uh the doormat? The
0: the doormat, sorry. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, the doormat. Yeah. So I actually <laughs> made that myself, too. Oh, really? Yeah.
3: Yeah, Natalie's
1: a, a big uh cricket uh crafty person.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. How long did that take? That's awesome.
2: Oh, not very long. I just like made this stencil and then had to like shove paint into it. Probably took me like an hour altogether. Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, she made that, and we hand print all of our own merch too.
2: Yeah, I make the screens myself, and uh, yeah, do the printing.
0: Oh wow, so it's super DIY.
1: Yeah, trying to do as much diy as possible
2: but like still have it look nice and polished yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay and um i yeah you guys have the merch up for pre-order on your guys's band camp right
1: yeah yes we do
0: and how long will that be up for
1: as long as possible until we're done with this logo that we have going <laughs> okay.
0: that's cool and it, 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 so um for being a, a newer fan this is like the first run of merch that i've seen have you guys had a merch beforehand
2: Yes. We had an Oasis rip shirt. It was very popular. Yeah.
1: The first run logo we did is like the Oasis classic box logo. And they were like, they've been like my one of my favorite bands since I was like in the first grade, (laughs) you know? And, uh, I remember I, I threw out that idea. I was like, Oh, I threw out the idea thinking they were just going to, everyone's just going to tell me to go fuck myself. And they're like, yeah. All right. And I was like, oh, shit, really? We're going to do that? That's awesome. I'm hyped. <laughs> and we'll up
3: doing it.
2: And then another shirt we did was the uh, Locatelli Parmesan cheese. So we basically took that logo and then just put family dinner, like, imported from Long Beach, New York, or whatever.
1: Instead of imported from Italy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: that was a big one. People really liked that one.
1: And the logo on our merch now comes from the video where it was like last minute where, cause we set up like the whole backdrop. Me and Sam spent like the whole day before, we, like before the weekend where we started filming, setting up the warehouse and getting all the stuff that we needed. And we set that up and it was like the last few hours where we were winding down doing like the last few shots. And I was like, I could just spray paint family dinner and I'll just do like stupid tags. I think that'd be cool. And I asked Christian what he thought and he'd, like the idea and so i just took what i spray painted and put it into like a logo
0: yeah no i'm I'm, I'm definitely digging it i li- like the shirt because it has like you know the, the little pocket print and then the big print on the back
1: yeah yeah we're super hyped on, on those okay. we, we we just did the like uh the first test printing of that style shirt uh like this past week and we're starting to make those now that's awesome All the
0: And I'm just uh, curious because I actually used to work for a company that, you know, did merch for like a bunch of bands. Um, I'm curious where you uh, you took interest in wanting to do that uh, on your own instead of just like, you know, hitting up some random place to do you guys' merch.
1: Yeah, Nick Nick had a buddy, uh, Mad Merch in New York that did his old band's merch and he was friends and he like hooked us up and gave us a decent price. And so we got there original like first few shirts from that we did like first few shirts and hoodies from him. And then uh, I think I bought Natalie a cricket for Christmas and she was like, I could just make our own merch. Like we don't need to outsource or anything.
0: Oh yeah. That's that's smart. I like that, that, that business mindset. Yeah,
1: exactly.
2: (laughs) Something that I enjoy doing. Like I come home from work and I freaking squeegee ink away and that's how I decompress. And I'm also making us a product. So.
0: Yeah. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Uh, and I, I'm curious, uh, there was that scene on the boat. Cause I, I it was cool to see <laughs> you guys like, you know, so many different locations, but i um, uh, how'd you guys get that whole thing set up?
1: That's Sam's boat. And I, uh, what was it? We were just, we were going to do like a whole boat thing and we didn't even know if we were going to use it because we didn't, i guess it we, didn't really fit the dark
2: yeah we like threw it around as a joke idea and then christian was like hell yeah let's freaking do that
1: yeah so the only we filmed a couple of scenes with like all of us on the boat and like on like like a little island off offshore and uh but the only scenes from the from that we did that made the video were just like of nick playing mm-hmm. <laughs> on the on the boat. <laughs>
2: But uh, we definitely did a lot of splashing around that day, so yeah. that might surface somewhere. Who knows?
0: It would be cool. Like I, I don't know if you guys took like you know um, behind the scenes footage or any like pictures.
1: Oh, a, a bunch! Of, yeah. So much footage. <laughs> uh,
0: where Where is that footage today? Because I, I, think it'd be cool to see what it was like while you guys were you know putting this whole video together.
1: I think Christian is probably worth probably would be working on something like that. Yeah. for us to put out later on. Okay. So that 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 footage will most likely see the light of day at some point.
2: Yeah.
0: And was it important for you guys to release the title track of the album as the first single?
2: We just fucking fell in love with that song, honestly, and we kind of all agreed that that should be the first track to put out.
1: Yeah, that was like the uh, the, the the bop.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Okay, and uh, that came out last year in November, and you guys have been sitting on the EP for a minute, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's been crazy long. Because we were supposed to tour, like do a little East Coast run in April before the pandemic hit. So that was when we were going to originally try putting the rest of the EP out. But of course, the universe had other plans, and here we are now.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's insane because I uh, you know think about uh, you know 2020 and how many bands uh, you know got sidetracked because I I talk to you know people all the time uh, just doing this podcast and hearing uh, the stories that they tell me about all these plans that they had that just got you know sidetracked and had to get canceled and uh, pretty much just thrown away because there's no no telling when uh, you know shows are coming back. And it was just like, dude, that's insane. Uh, you know. People you know booking stuff overseas or these full U.S. tours that would have been super awesome to attend, and it, it, it's just so crazy.
1: Yeah, we had we definitely had like a lot set up on the calendar, and all these all this cool shit that we were getting ready to do, and then that and then <laughs> the pandemic happened and kind of just put the kibosh on on all that. Uh, I I would say with the stuff that we have net going now, I I would like to say that it happened. For the best, mm-hmm. you know, in, the, in that sense, we have like a lot of cool things that we can't necessarily talk about right now, but I guess for the, for the best, I guess it happens.
0: <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I always just, always just try to see like, you know, the good and whatever bad situation happens. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. yeah. This has given us a lot of quality time to write and come up with new material. So.
0: hmm yeah,
1: that's another thing. So it's not like we we have the EP and then we we're scratching and racing to write another one or write a full length. We can, you know, we have the time.
0: And I know that um, you you mentioned it um, way earlier that you guys were uh, you know chopping around and that was part of the reason why it took so long for the EP to come out. But once you guys kind of got past that, uh, how long until you guys were like, all right, cool, this is the date. Um, this is when we want to release the EP because I've you've seen it in your guys' I, I think uh, Twitter bio for the longest time that you know this was the date you guys were going to release it and I was like wow they they have it up like you know they know so far in advance it's crazy I, I wonder what the holdup is
1: yeah we started uh uh talked to our, our buddy Derek who's in uh, Saint Hood reps and he owns the uh the the practice space that we practice in okay. and we started talking to him. He knew like some PR people, and so like, we talked to them and we asked them like some questions, like, What's the? Because I don't know, we come from uh, a, a scene where we're like, Fuck it, here's the record now. Like, you know, like a, it's a Friday, you didn't do any press or promo, you're just like, Here's the record, hope you like it type deal. And uh, we didn't necessarily want to do that, we kind of wanted to build up to it, and uh we just were asking them questions and they came out with like a, like a little, uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a schedule, yeah. a schedule for how we, how we should go about everything.
0: And so it, it all just led up to this February 12th date.
1: Yeah. 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 Cause we were asking them and they, they know the, the music business, I guess. And they're like, you don't want to release something towards the end of the year when people are putting out their year endless, you want to, uh, you want to, you want to stay away from like this week because that's when that's like a holiday week or something like that. And they were just like, if you want to like lead up to it by putting out singles, they're like, and you should have it a couple of months in advance. Like, and that gives you time to Promote the the single, the the video, and then you could come up with a a second video and stuff. So we were kind of kind of getting like a little lesson on music industry, like how people in the music industry think about releases instead of just the punk rock. Here's your fucking record.
2: (laughs) Basically, a little crumb trail.
1: Yeah
0: and i'm curious like obviously i appreciate the um the visual music video for for eyes was there ever any chance that you guys would do another like actual music video
3: absolutely
1: yeah yeah we're talking to christian now who did the you're so cool video and he put together the eyes visuals he's putting together visuals for the other two songs on the ep for us and uh those will have their their own visuals but then we were also talking about doing another like traditional proper music video with him uh in the coming months for one of the one of the songs
0: okay that's awesome to hear because I, you know, enjoy the "You're So Cool" music video, and uh, you know th- that showed me that you guys can do cool music videos. So I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I want, I want more. So I'm, I'm just like, you know, keeping my fingers crossed. I want to do like, more.
1: <laughs> you yeah,
2: definitely want to be a, a music video band. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like
1: you said, growing, grew up on music videos, like watching music videos in the, in the, getting ready for school in the morning with like with my dad, like eating breakfast or whatever. You know, music videos are are big whenever a band I, I like puts out a music video i'm excited like i'm like uh in the I was,
2: past few years pop pop has put out some killer music videos and whenever they put out a new one just so hyped to watch it
1: pop uh violent soho put out a yeah. new music video today and i was really excited to see that because it was like they were like showing they were like showing like little clips like it was silly uh, animation stuff <laughs> of mm-hmm. theirs and it was pretty funny but they, yeah, they're like another band that just has weird or crazy music videos. Or the Menzinger has always had like cool music videos. And, uh, I, 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 I can't, you know, this music videos are, I think, are cool as fuck.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I, that's what I spend most of my time on YouTube is watching music videos. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah. That and Hot Ones. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Sean yeah. Evans.
0: Hot Ones is yeah, awesome. am tra-
1: trying to be, a, we're <laughs> trying to be as, uh, famous enough to be on hot ones. <laughs> oh man,
0: I like I I like spicy food, but I don't think I could handle that show. I, I, oh, I, I, um, I know
1: I would break down and start crying in an instant, but I just <laughs> want to do it.
0: <laughs> okay. so I'm curious. Uh, the the second single off the EP eyes you guys released that uh last week uh, and you you know i uh it was doing my research and i uh like every outlet that i you know was i'm reading that you guys um uh, you know came out with uh they always just had just like a little snippet of um you know like a quote from natalie and i'm just like what i'm like where's the rest of the the interview like was that the only question you guys asked so um <laughs> yeah. you know so i you know I, like what i got out of it is like okay i know eyes are about you guys's cats. But I'm curious if you could you, know, you know, just break it down and uh, talk a little more about it because um, I was just so like kind of flustered. I was just like, how could they you know, just have these like it was like like a sentence or two from you? And I was like, man, they should have put more of the conversation in there because I I wanted to know more. So I'm I'm happy to have you here and give you the floor to talk about it a little more.
2: Yeah. So um, actually, when I first wrote that song, I was not familiar at all with like having people ask me what the song was about before releasing it mm-hmm. and like i don't know i didn't register that as a thing that happens or something that was going to happen with us so my intention was to put that song out with everybody being completely blind and then coming up with their own interpretation uh because it's a very like hard on the sleeve cheesy love song mm-hmm. So I thought it would be funny for people to just go on thinking it was about a human, even though Michael's eyes are blue and it clearly talks about <laughs> green eyes. I thought that would be another funny layer to it. Also like some kind of weird scandal, but um, <laughs>
0: just looking into it, you're exposing yourself.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like what my eyes are not green, but um, yeah. So it just immediately <laughs> became the cat song and everyone keeps asking us about the cats and their celebrities. That's
1: yeah, awesome. we we actually saw this. Uh, I think they're from the UK. Uh, this website sent us a bunch of interview questions because they were going to do like a press thing on on eyes, and half the questions were just about the cats. <laughs> so <laughs> so you're definitely going to get uh, a full interview about the cats in that song with <laughs> this week.
2: But yeah, basically, like, the song was just about how, like, I mean, this was before the pandemic, too. So, like, we were just always out and about. And cats are great because, like, you could just leave them for a day or whatever. And, like, they're completely self-sufficient and, like, aloof enough that they're not freaking out, that nobody's there to pay attention to them. But then it makes it better because you come home and they're, like, stoked to see you. So that was basically trying to convey like, I know I'm busy and I'm always running around, but like, I always want to come back and like, I don't know, just that unconditional love you have for your animal or your person.
0: Oh yeah, that's awesome. I'm 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 happy to hear you say it because uh, yeah. But when I was reading those other little snippets, I was like, wow, it was it was just so strange to me. And I I, I, <laughs> I and I even read I think it was like in German or something. I had to like Google translate oh, it. Oh, Dutch, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the Dutch
2: love the family dinner. <laughs> yeah, that,
0: you guys are worldwide. That's awesome. I guess
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just got played on a radio in the Netherlands. So.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, they they hit us up at like one in the one in the morning to be like, hey we're playing you guys at this time. And I think they thought we were from like the UK because they were giving us UK times, like when it would be on.
2: Yeah. I was like, Not what is American? O'clock?
1: time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. They're like, we're playing at 18 o'clock and, <laughs> and they're talking military time. Like, it, like it'd be really cool if you can like call in or talk or say, or say something, you know, and like, wow and we got we read it at like 9 p.m the next day
0: <laughs> oh wow oh so y- you guys couldn't call in live
1: no 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 yeah. we were yeah we were like oh man yeah you gotta give us a, a little better time
2: <laughs> they also used facebook messenger which or it wasn't even like the real messenger because we have the band page and it's like a whole different freaking <laughs> system so i just like didn't see it until way late too
0: yeah it's like okay Play us again and then we'll be ready.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let
1: us know, then I'll, I'll gladly call in.
2: I told him I'll be a <laughs> night owl of some cool shits happening if you want me to call in.
1: <laughs> yeah, I will gladly not be able to understand you <laughs> yeah. over the radio.
0: That's wild. Now I'm curious how they discovered you guys.
1: Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I, I think I know I think uh, maybe I know you're so cool was on a couple of like UK outlets and yeah, like that. I I need to look those bands up because they like compared it, my my dad showed me the the Dutch article and they compared us to like these three bands. And I was like, I don't even know who that band, like who they are. Like they're definitely a European band, bands Mm -hmm. that I have no idea. So I definitely have to check them out and see if they're as cool as these people claim they are.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's wild though. If you think about it, you know, just uh, you guys are just being played in all these random parts of the world when you had no idea. That's wild. That always trips me out.
2: Especially because we can't travel, but our music can. Yeah. It's a good feeling.
0: Yeah. Through the internet. That's, that's why the internet's awesome.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to love,
1: hate relationship with
2: the internet.
0: <laughs> so days away from the EP release, there's uh, two other tracks that, um, you know, we haven't heard yet. Is there anything you can uh, say to maybe to describe them or why you chose to leave those, um, you know, for the end or for the release?
2: uh i don't i guess
1: uh you're so cool and eyes sort were of like the first two songs we wrote for the ep and mm-hmm. the other two songs like uh the third song on the ep mahogany we originally called it bradley cooper and we were
2: <laughs> and we got into a big fight over that one.
1: yeah we were just we called it bradley cooper and I, we we would always refer to it as bradley and I was very adamant about calling it Bradley Cooper, naming it Bradley Cooper on the record, but Nick, our drummer was like, absolutely not. So, (laughs) so we changed the title, uh, to fit, to fit, uh, one of, one of his movies. And, and, uh, I wrote, I wrote that song like the guitar parts and everything when I was 19, like 10 years ago. So I was just really excited to finally be able to use it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's a long time.
1: Yeah, I, I, like, I would say like I started getting confident with my guitar playing uh, when I was like 18, 19, even though I was playing in middle school and high school, I just was not confident in being able to play in front of anybody or learn stuff or in my songwriting abilities up until around then. And I wrote that then. It was very very simple kind of song, but then when we recorded we Changed a couple of stuff and then added like all these different layers and shit. So, I'm um, it's one of my favorite songs. It's also the the most different out of the out of all of the songs on the EP.
3: Okay.
0: And I'm I'm curious. Have you guys re- released the like the actual cover art for the EP?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, it's that couple in the hot tub, the, the jacuzzi.
0: Okay, with the the pink picture, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So we, I think we've decided that we're just gonna use pictures of like our friends and family as album art work from now on. Mm-hmm. And that's our friend, our friends, Craig and Tessa. And we were the, the th- me, Natalie and Nick were at their house a couple of years ago. Like we were going into record. We, or we actually started recording the EP and we were at their house and it was like three o'clock in the morning and we're just annihilated and they have they had that photo. Uh, it's, it's a bunch, it looks much different than on the album, you know, it's a black and white photo. It
2: was printed on canvas. Yeah. It was printed house.
1: Yeah. And I was like, I was like, I woke Nick up out of like a drunken stupor. I was like, Nick, that's the record cover. And he was like, he was like, cool. Remind me in the morning. And I was like, okay. And I took a picture of it and I had Tessa send me like the actual file. And then I wanted it to just be the, the, out al- just the, that black and white photo. And people were like, "Well, we got to put the band name on it, and this and that, and we don't want it to be black and white. We want it to be like a different, weird colors." And so, I played with all the colors and different variations of the band name and the the uh, the album title. And I had all these different variations. And our other guitar player, Mike, was like, "Was like, why don't you do the Volume Four <laughs> a variation, like the Black Sabbath?" volume four. Uh, and I was like, I was like, yeah, all right, let's just do I just did it as a joke, not thinking anybody would really like it. And everyone was like, yeah, that's it. That rules. Like, <laughs> so I was like, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's sick.
0: Hell yeah. No, I, I, I dig it. I like the, the, like the pink hue. Uh, you yeah, know, I, I felt like uh, it, it stands out.
1: Yeah. Pops. As Nick likes to say, it's trippy. Whenever Nick will like want, cause he doesn't do any, artistic visual stuff. Mm-hmm. Whenever either myself or Sam or somebody else is doing something for the band, he always goes, just make it trippy. <laughs> like what the fuck does that mean, man? Like you got, you got yeah. to be a little bit more, you got to be a little, a little bit more descriptive than just saying, make it trippy. <laughs> like, what does that mean?
0: Yeah. That's uh, uh that doesn't sound like it really helps a whole lot. Cause he's like, yeah, no. <laughs> <I don't
1: know. laughs> it definitely doesn't.
0: Okay. Damn. Uh, I, I, clicked your guys's uh, link tree and i kind of uh, browsed all of your guys's playlists and oh hell yeah yeah so i and i was like i was wondering okay who am i going to relate to most when it comes to like their musical playlist and uh you know to my surprise it was actually uh, yours michael because I, I was going through it and you know i i like that you know some of you guys had uh seaway on there because i'm a huge seaway fan oh, and then <laughs> yeah. And then, um, and, and I was also curious too, cause like, obviously like we had never really talked before this, but then, um, uh, Natalie, yours was like the first one that I looked at and I was like scrolling through it. And then I, when I saw Vane like towards the bottom, I'm like, okay, these guys are like hardcore, this is, this is going to be cool. Um, yeah. 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 But, uh, Michael, when I got to yours and I saw nudie mag, I was like, all right,
2: this is it. That's the
1: the 2020 release, man. That record rules. I'm big twitching tongues fan and, anything the young brothers mm-hmm. do I'll, I'll listen to it you <laughs> yeah, I'll, yeah. And I'll most likely love it you that's know,
2: awesome Nick single-handedly got us through the beginning of quarantine yeah
1: that record came out like right before quarantine happened mm-hmm. like the pandemic hit and could go anywhere.
2: Straight up, anytime we left the house, that was all that was playing in the car. When we got home and had the record, that's all we had spinning on the turntable. Yeah,
1: even in that, that's all we listened to. That and the Koyo EP. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's awesome. Hell yeah, yeah. And Nudie Mag, I, I feel like that was probably like one of the biggest crimes of 2020 that they didn't play a show.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah I know. Yeah, that th-
1: that's. I think that's our 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 goal is like when you play shows, is I want to play with Nudie Mag. Yeah. <laughs>
0: okay, I'll. Put in a good word. I'm constantly, uh, you know, badgering uh, Colin Young uh, on on like, you know, the back end about, uh, you know, just doing a bunch of podcasts because I <laughs> think he's, <laughs> yeah, because he, he came on the podcast and it, it was, uh, it was awesome. I love yeah, talking I to him. I got that one out more. then. Yeah, uh, go listen to it because um it, he has an interesting take on his band Twitching Tongues, which is okay. uh, mind blowing to me. But I think he's very interesting, and I yeah seriously love everything that he's done. I, I feel like um, any band that he's in has been amazing. And earlier today on Twitter, he's uh, you know uh, uh, teasing about the new Gods Hate record that's been done. I'm so excited Dude, for it. <laughs> yeah yeah so it's just like uh yeah they, they they can do no wrong but yeah but i, I was going through like you guys' playlist, and uh michael i uh could relate to yours the most so uh and i and i yeah and i was wondering man, i wonder who i'm gonna talk to because i had no idea who's coming on the podcast today huh. um but yeah so so it's cool to to know that you guys um you know uh you know ha- have like a cool like taste in music but also that you guys love hardcore that's what i know mean, hype me up the most
1: oh hell yeah yeah that's first love like first shows i you know you start going to were hardcore shows you know either you go to like the the punk ska shows and then you get into hardcore you start listening to sick of all and mad ball agnostic front all those bands and then you start going to hardcore shows and, and that's all you want to do is <laughs> go to hardcore shows
0: yeah, definitely miss it, uh, and I, I, you know, I never took it for granted, but it's just like it, it was just so normal because you know every week, because I, I'm over here in Southern California, um, in Orange County, and there is always a good show happening somewhere, you know, within like you know 20, 30 minutes, and we're hitting shows all the time, and going to that last show uh, last March, um, you know, we all walked away thinking, all right, cool, like we're you know on to the next one, but it was all gone. <laughs> So.
1: What what show, what show is that? I know you got, uh, Orange County, like one of the dare is like one of the newer bands. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Shout out dare. Exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, actually, um, so the, the last show that I went to, it was, um, it was the, uh, record release weekend for this band called initiate from out here. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard of them. Okay, yeah, so they just put out their their new record, Lavender, so they were doing a run. They did, like, the uh, uh, first show was in L.A., then I think they did uh, Sacramento, then San Jose, or San Jose, then Sacramento, but it was, like, that run. That was the last show th- th- that I went to, and not knowing that that was going to be it. Because, like, we knew COVID was a thing, but it um, hadn't really hit the states yet. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it was, like, the following week um, when shit got serious.
1: I teach sixth grade. I'm a sixth grade teacher. And so like when Ebola was happening a few years ago, kids would ask me like, like Mr. O'Keefe, like, like do I have to worry about Ebola? Like, is Ebola going to be a thing? And I'm like, no guys, don't worry about it. Like, you know, the the news is making it much worse than it really is. Like, you know, you're fine. And then this time around, I, I wasn't really paying attention. Like a lot of other people and they are like, Mr. O'Keefe, do we have to worry about COVID? And I was like, absolutely not. Don't worry about it. It's like Ebola, like, the, like two years ago. Mm-hmm. And then next week we're school shut down. Or, you know, you're locked down. And I, I just felt like an asshole. Cause I, <laughs> I told all these kids, they didn't have to worry about it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> just changed their lives. And yeah,
1: I was like, I should have done my, fucking research
0: you idiot <laughs> no well dude like i was uh, you know in my mind it was just those memes that i was seeing online you know people bleeding out from their eyes and stuff and <laughs> uh, like i was just like oh cool. like this is just another crazy disease that's not here but then when it started like affecting like the things that i actually liked like you know shut down disneyland shows were gone i was like holy shit this is like a real thing like we gotta start taking this thing serious and then you know fast forward to to now we're, we're almost like a, a whole year of this thing and it's just not really gotten any better out here at least like things just seem to be getting worse because i I, I, follow, I follow like the local uh like newspaper and like you know they do like their daily reports and they show the 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 number of new cases and new deaths and you're just like wow those numbers aren't going down
1: yeah oh, um, like yeah like during during the summer it was like there was no new cases and like if there was new cases there was like maybe 10 a day Mm -hmm. in new in long island you know and that's like all of long island so you're thinking like oh there's only like 10 a day like that's not so bad like we're we're doing pretty well and then once summer started going down and the winter started happening and people are going back to school and people are just getting sick and tired of of doing whatever they're supposed to be doing. And then you have a bunch of assholes who don't want to wear masks and people who, you know, who don't believe that it's an actual thing all over, over, all around you. And the numbers just went straight through the roof again.
0: Yeah. I, I, you know, I I was actually kind of nervous because, um, I wasn't sure if I was going to make it to this podcast because I had COVID, like I just beat COVID like last week. Yeah. 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 So it it was was crazy because like the podcast has been off for like two weeks because I got sick and I wasn't sure like what it was like when I first got it. I was like, oh, maybe I I felt like I just had food poisoning. But then I went and got tested and everything. I found out that I actually had it and I was down for like, like, yeah, like two weeks. It was pretty crazy but uh, you know like it's it's not like super dramatic like i was fine yeah.
1: i well, feel better man yeah
0: thank you yeah so i was just like crap uh because i had like i just had on tj i had to like push his podcast back like a whole week and i was like okay i was like i hope i'm good by this week because obviously like you know I, I had you guys on the schedule and I was just like very thankful to, you know, be able to be here because I, I could because uh, I didn't really like, you know, uh, when I was sick, I wasn't really talking to anybody. So, like, it was just like really hard for me to actually sit down and try to do podcasts because I like the last thing I did, like I did a podcast like the day I, I I technically think I got it and I barely even made it through that one. So I was like, holy shit, I, was, like, I, I can't do this. I got to, you know, just kind of go away and try to get better.
1: Yeah. Our drummer Nick got it, and he was like this he was in a rough shape too, and then Natalie got it like around Christmas time. oh wow,
2: yeah, I got it like I got tested the Monday before because like we were gonna see like my brothers and my niece and nephew and sister in law very small gathering, and it was just routine testing, and I found out I had it. And I got my results on the 23rd. So I'm like, oh, Christmas is fucked now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I got zero symptoms and I was very lucky and I'm very thankful for that. But yeah, Nick had it bad.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And it's so weird that it it affects like, you know, everyone differently. Because like, even though I was like sick, I never lost like my sense of smell or taste. Uh, Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what I was expecting. But I was like, it never went away.
1: Yeah, like, yeah, Nick still can't smell. Like, he can taste,
2: but he can't smell anything anymore.
0: That's weird.
2: Yeah, strange. I, yeah, I can't believe how lucky I got with that because I'm like almost positive I got it from Nick.
3: Had to have, yeah.
2: Yeah, because that's really the only
1: place we go is practice.
2: Yeah, like, I don't go anywhere I'm double masked at work, like, but then, yeah. He's set up so far away from me in the practice space. Like, we're complete opposite sides of the room. So, like, before we had the first practice, once everyone was, like, clear and okay again, I was like, I don't know how the hell nobody else in that room got it. Like, how is it me when I'm the farthest person from him and you guys are all hanging out with him? Like, before I got to practice... And then we get back, and he's just like, yeah, i into my microphone. And I'm like, oh, yeah. that explains it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: he's, he's always walking by and yelling into her microphone.
0: Oh, okay. So he was just, like, sprinkling it on right there, just looking <laughs> yeah, exactly. for you. <laughs> Just, like,
2: spraying his particles.
0: <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Well, this is, I guess at least you got that explanation. It wasn't just, like, some big mystery that you've been you know, having to think about.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, yes, yeah, so we're, we're both asymptomatic, because apparently I had it, because uh, we weren't, you know, during lockdown and stuff, but we weren't going anywhere, and I needed to get tested for going back to school to teach. And so I got, I, I originally got the antibody test in like August, and I came up positive, her and my parents were negative, and we're like, that makes no sense. Like, and like, I was positive, but then like two days later, I got a COVID test, and that was negative. So I was like, well, I guess I had it. Like I, I just mm-hmm. didn't know. That's Such crazy.
0: Wait, so you uh, teach in person right now?
1: No, oh. we're full remote. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're full remote. We're going back to blended learning, which is like uh, you go in and there's like seven, six, seven kids in the room mm-hmm. and everyone's six feet apart on, in their desks with the masks. And it's like you have those kids – physically in the room and then you have the rest of the kids at home online and like it's like the a day the b day and the c day and then that just rotates
0: that's crazy i would be like i don't want to go in until this is gone
1: yes yeah so so it's you and a co-teacher like another teacher and the other teacher is like the 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 online remote teacher that takes care of the kids online Mm -hmm. so i'm doing that while my co-teacher goes in and uh and takes care of the kids that are
3: physically there.
0: I just feel like it's so weird that they're like, "All right, this group of kids come in today." Like, well, it just—I don't know—that that just sounds yeah, very weird.
3: Odd. Yeah,
1: there's definitely like schools that are complete, like fully open, like in the middle of the country. Like everyone, you know, everyone's rocking a mask in there, but it's just like you have 20 kids in the room. You know,
3: yeah,
0: that's strange. Well, at least you're still able to work. That's what you know. Is yeah, uh, yeah. Role. That's
1: the only thing is, it was uh, uh, a paycheck. <laughs> yeah, I was able. I was able to work and try and make these kids' lives as normal as possible, even mm. if it's doing like stupid hat days or like like every Friday. I because we usually do like Spirit Week where it's like oh you wear your your team's basketball your team's jersey or whatever or and then the next day is crazy hat day The next day's twin day you know you do that for like a whole week mm-hmm. and so i was like well i'll do every friday well it'll be a spirit day we won't do a week we'll just do it once a week every every week so we were do we've had like hat day where like and like you know none of the kids want to put their cameras on you know you get like mm-hmm. 3 4 kids with their cameras on but then you like you say, Oh, it's hat day now and then all of a sudden every kid's got their camera on because they want to show their show off their cool hats. And then you do like sunglass day and like everyone's wearing sunglasses inside <laughs> or or uh you do like hoodie day. Everyone wears your favorite hoodie with like the hood up.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. That, that that is funny. How uh, you know, that's when the kids want to turn on their camera because I I I'm that guy because like sometimes we'll, like um we'll have like uh, district meetings for, for for my job and I don't have my camera on because I don't want
3: yeah to, neither do I yeah, yeah. I, I,
1: I, I'm like the kids like when we have staff meetings like <laughs> like that's 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 why my microphone was muted when we first started <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no video muted that's it yeah
0: same I'll thing.
3: Type it in the chat that's all you're getting yeah
0: yeah because I I don't want like you know, to do a virtual background for, like, my coworkers. I don't want my coworkers to see me. It's, like, when it's not necessary, you know?
2: Yeah. I'm, like, I'm in a bathroom half the time. Like, you don't want to see me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's wild. But, damn. This has been fun. I... I, oh, yeah. I I seriously appreciate you guys. Uh, you know, just uh, taking the time to, to do this. Uh, I I seriously had had a lot of fun talking to, to to both of you and just getting to know you guys and just hearing about the band. This has seriously been such a awesome and great pleasure for me.
1: Same here, man. Yeah. I mean, we were very psyched uh, to talk to you. Like when I started looking at your podcast. I was like, Oh, he talks to awesome people. This is rad. Like, yeah. <laughs> Thank you
2: so much for having us. Yeah. Thanks for
1: reaching out and having us. We were very, We were really psyched psyched to be here.
0: Hell yeah. And uh, you know, down the road whenever the the full length or the next release comes out, I'll love to have you guys back on.
1: Absolutely. We'd love to do it. We'll, we'll keep in touch, man.
2: Yeah, yeah. That would be awesome.
0: Okay. Um, so before we sign off, is there anything you guys want to shout out or plug?
1: You're so cool. February 12th. Uh, It's coming out. Keep your eyes peeled because we got a lot more in in the bag for you.
0: (laughs) Hell yeah. Anything from you, Natalie?
2: Find your person you want to commit murder with and listen to it. (laughs) Enjoy.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the record
1: is very weird.
0: (laughs) Hell yeah. Well, seriously, thank you guys for for coming on. I, I definitely appreciate it. Thank you guys again for tuning in. This has been super awesome and we'll be back soon.